Warning. The following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter, like ninus and hoo-hahs. Also, a few whoopsie-daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right. On with the shenanigans, then. The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed-up losers. In particular, Court Psyops and his immature co-host, Matt. It was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons. But had they lived very, very full lives, they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week. For them, an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. What is Psyops? Psyops for psychological operations is very simply the art of influencing how people feel and think and ultimately how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield. It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind Psyops, to convince people to do what you want them to do. So how does PSYOPs fit into what's happening now? The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that, first and foremost, PSYOPs save lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOPs. They think it's something deviant and brainwashing. say you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right? Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema psyops. And I believe with all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels. I know what it does to you. Cinema psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing. The 310th consecutive episode of Cinema PsyOps. This is the middle of the full franchise fest for Phantasm, and also the third of the three final weeks left in year six for Cinema PsyOps. Joining me all the way across the ravaged city of Omaha is my co host, Matt. Metal balls everywhere. <laughs> Did you happen to listen to the Patreon only uh, feed episode for last week? I have not gotten a chance to yet, no. Okay, so my, my my particular life has been completely fucked right now. So not really fucked, just busy. I am uh, throwing a little bit of humor in the ending songs, like to close out the shows from yeah. there on out. Um, okay, I'm gonna try and keep it going. Uh, last week I picked "Big Balls" by ACDC. <laughs> yeah, I mean that should have been this one, man. Jesus Christ, uh, all over the place. 
Yes, but I, I have one that will work better for this week as well. And I'm not going to spoil it because I'm going to wait till people hear it. Perfect. <laughs> and I will tell you when we are off the air so that no one else knows. Of course. Yes. But uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. All right. By the way, this is the one Phantasm I saw. I was suspecting it was this one because, like I said, this one I think was the, the one that was all actually, over Showtime and shit. I didn't see it. See it. I saw the last 15 minutes of it. Oh, wow. That's, that's a... how I recognize it. <laughs> the last 15 minutes of Lord of the Dead Phantasm 3 is um, not exactly a good entry point on understanding no, what the fuck is, is going not. on and in this like, series. I'm like, is it, is it is this about metal killer balls or zombies or what, what the fuck's happening around here? <laughs> There's a guy walking around with metal eyes. I don't, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> Not to ruin the movie for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, there are some things that um, we have some retconning in this one where they change some of the way that things things that looked and meant something different in part one are once again getting changed. Don't believe in everything you see. Yeah. Don't believe in everything you see. Yeah, that's definitely a good tagline for this film. Uh, I do want to kind of comment the judicious reuse of material that happened from one to two also happened in this film. Even in the, the special effects, there are special effects sequences where they reused materials from part two and repurposed them into something else. But if I wouldn't have told you that, you really wouldn't have known. Never would have known. Never would have known. This had significantly lower of a budget. This is basically what happened for the production of this film. Uh, Phantasm 2 did not do as well as the Universal folks were hoping that it would. Um, It made back its budget. Uh, It actually did a little bit more better than doubling its budget, but that wasn't quite enough for them to really want to continue the series and try and do it in theaters. So Universal basically went to Don Coscarelli and said, look, you guys get the money together and you shoot something and we'll release it for a sequel if you want to do one. Yeah. But they didn't want to throw any money into it. So Don Coscarelli Oscarellian crew cut the budget significantly somehow. He got the money together to do it. And this was done by spit and bailing wire and just thrown together as best they could on a very modest budget compared to the one before it. But they reused materials that they already had and were able to do it so successfully that it feels like it must have had even a slightly larger, if not just slightly smaller budget. It's yeah. It feels so much bigger and more epic than what they actually had the budget for. And again, you have to give it to Don Coscarelli. Yeah, I mean, if, if they were reusing stuff and had that kind of a budget, yeah, you do. Well, and some of that was a conscious decision by the effects departments, but what it is, it's a pride in craftsmanship and it's a pride in making the film as best you can. And I'm, yeah. I'm sure, and or at least I hope that everybody had a little bit more of a vested interest in this one because they were probably trying to keep the budget low enough so maybe everybody got a little taste of it and uh when this one finally like was hitting cable and actually took off and people were getting really into it i hope that they made some money on it because this is as good as the one before it if not slightly better to me i i like this one better than two (laughs) well it does have one thing that's definitely going for it the proper mic is back in the house with us folks yes we have the the other mic he's back and they even put him back in number two (laughs) (laughs) which we'll get into when we actually do the review which we're both clearly edging to do so bad right uh, now let's let's get going (laughs) i'm about ready to explode from all this edging Phantasm 3, edging cinema psyops for three movies straight. (laughs) Pretty much. This'll keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live? Not that, but also, yes, 
No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. So once again, they reused music from the first film in this film and repurposed it just like they did in the second one. And then some of the new score that was in the second one also got reused in this third film. And uh, I don't know if there, there's a little bit of like a minimal amount of score that was done for certain mm-hmm. scenes here and there, but mostly they were able to repurpose and reuse to get exactly what they needed for the film. Nice. <laughs> they even reused parts of the other trailer. Phantasm, the delusion of a disordered mind, a phantom, a spirit, a ghost. For most of his life, a young man has been pursued by a sinister force. Now he must learn the secret of the ultimate evil. Now it is time for you to come back to me. dead phantasm three coming soon did that trailer guy voice sound a little inebriated to you a little yeah <laughs> still a little drunk but fuck it. <laughs> we all get to have a cocktail every now and then
All right, Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. All right, so first 20 minutes, we start out. Uh, we uh, see Mikey, looks like he's in a hospital in a coma. Uh, we get a recap of the last two movies. Um, uh, we see that in the end of the second one, a new tall man comes out of the gateway, takes the old tall man's you know, acid body and throws it away. Pretty cool uh, shit. Yeah. Uh, we uh, jump to the end of the second movie and Reg is out of the car, of course, the hearse. He's all beaten up, but he sees it crash and fiery flames. Well, he comes up and finds a dwarf and it's chewing the nose off of Liz, who is obviously quite dead. Uh, we also need to talk about all the scenes that had Mike in it up to this point have shown no face at all and they've been hard cuts to just my- the back of Mike's head, even yeah. though it's clearly scenes from the second movie and it's clearly James LaGrosse. They are purposely cutting his face out of the film. And Although that's it, amazing. It did show uh, when Reg first went to the back window all cut up, they re-shot that with uh, old Mike in there. Yeah, with the proper Mike in there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was that. Yeah, that, um, that replacement was actually not too egregious and it's kind yeah. of like the explosion where um, I just automatically assume that, you know, the right Mike was in the last movie and I don't even worry about what I disliked about James LaGrosse. Exactly. Well, um, uh, this dwarf comes after Reg, and he trips over Mike, who's passed out. Well, Mike somehow has all the ammo, uh, shotgun shells, and he also had the four-barrel shotgun. Remember, so, you can't believe what you see, Matt. That's so. right. So he grabs the four-barrel, and he blows away that uh, particular dwarf. Do you feel uh, your previous grievances... Urge to kill is uh, lowering now, yes. Your, your previous grievance and or blue balls yeah. at the shotgun gun not being fired has it been addressed yet it's been addressed <laughs> and it's going to get addressed a little bit more okay because... when, when i was re-watching this i just want to tell yeah. you when i was re-watching this as soon as he blows that dwarf away i'm like matt gonna be so happy Oh, I was. I was like, yes, it's back, and he's using it. I'm okay. so happy. Okay, whenever it's like we a get weapon th- you'd get in Doom. Yeah, we need to compare a lot more of stuff that is different, uh, but we'll, we'll wait till the 20 minutes hits, and then that's what I want to focus on. So if I don't remember, remind me. All right, so... Now he looks up as he tries to wake up Mike and he sees all these uh, dwarves, numerous ones up in the trees above. So he fires the shotgun in the air and they all drop because he fucking killed them all because that shotgun is the bitch. That was Um, fucking badass. Yeah. He then gets surrounded by more dwarves and the tall man. Well, he brings out a grenade and says, you know, he'll he'll just blow everything up. And the tall man says he needs him whole, not in pieces. And he said, well, that's the only way you're going to get him. So he said, then he will wait. And they all leave. What was up with that, like, grenade with the switch that also had electronics on it? Did that, like, override yeah. the pin or some shit? What the fuck? I, yeah, I have no idea what that was about. I think they were just trying to make it high tech just because it's fucking yeah. Phantasm. But it just, that kind of made me, like, turn my head and, like, kind of question what the fuck it was supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, you know, fuck it. It's Phantasm. Don't believe everything you see. Right. I, um, I, I just wanted to see if you also saw that. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't know what the fuck that was all about. Okay, just wondered. So anyway, uh, then we cut to, you know, getting him to a hospital. We see Tall Man, and he is petting a brain that's actually inside a sphere. Well, back into the hospital, and the Mark is, of course, out of it. You know, he has not woken up from his coma. And this old nurse says, you know, it's okay, and for him to go into the light. Well, uh, Mark is then, we see him existentially walk into the light, and he's stopped by none other than Jody. He tells him, Jody tells Mark to stay away from the light, and he doesn't belong. 
belong there yet. And then Mark sees the tall man. He wakes up and the nurse goes all fucking zombie murder looking like now. And she tries to kill him. As she's trying to, he's able to stab her uh, with uh, some yellow stuff that, that they had. Reggie walks in and she pretty much spits up all over Reggie. Uh, no, um, it wasn't some yellow stuff that they had. Uh, he pulls out the most giant oh. goddamn IV needle I've ever seen. And stabs her with it. Stabs her in the Some throat. Some reason I thought he was, they were trying to put yellow stuff in him, but. No, it, yeah, it was it was coming out of her from the IV needle okay. getting stabbed into her throat, and that's why it was ballooning and popping up. She was having a reaction to yeah. whatever was in his saline drip, apparently. Uh, so then, after all that, she falls down, and her head cracks open, and a sphere comes out. Not a bad effect on the head, busted open. Yeah, it was pretty cool looking. I like how it like pops out, and then like the sphere pushes out of the head. Um, in fact, I think I remember that from watching when it was probably on Showtime all the fucking time. I think they also did a behind-the-scenes of Phantasm 3. So I remember them setting that up. Yeah, more than looking at it behind the scenes. More than likely, yeah. Uh, I will talk a little bit more about the effect, but uh, this also brings up a story point that I need to mention here. Um, Apparently, there are dead bodies that can now be driven by these spheres. Yes. Um, this is a new thing that's being revealed to us or being shown. Whether or not we can believe it is up to be seen. But, you know, we can see it, but will we understand it yet, Matt? But this is what it seems like we're we're seeing so far. Yes, it seems like there are dead. the spheres can take over bodies and make them control them. Be piloted like normal, yeah. Yeah. Um, so after uh, all that, uh, then uh, the, an eyeball comes out of the sphere. It looks at Mike and then it flies away. Well, they run away and as they're driving away, in the, by the way, muscle car, it's back. So again, I am now very happy. Oh, they do explain that later on. They give a little sideline that explains that. Yeah, that he was spent like months redoing it. Two years restoring it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, as they're driving, uh, Mike thinks he sees Jody. Um, they uh, then get to Reggie's place, and the lights start going out, and he's like, shit, you know, I guess we're getting ready to fight. They go into the living room, and Jody's sitting there. Hey, and that's our first clip. Jody. Jody. What the hell are you doing here? You're dead. So what else is new? No, you can't touch me. Why not? I haven't got the juice to stay long, and you've got to get out of here fast. What are you talking about? Why? I don't want you to wind up like me. I'm sorry, Mike. I knew he might lock onto me. Shit. It's one of those things. It's me, Mike. Jody, what the hell happened to you? I'm in here, Mike. Mike, get back, and I can get a shot. And where? Mike, who the hell are you talking to? Can't you hear? It's Jody. He's in the ball. He's talking to me. Yeah. Right, Mike. Little brother, he's coming for you right now. I can't stop him, but maybe I can slow him down. Okay, just when you thought Phantasm couldn't possibly get any weirder, they start going and doing this shit, where Jody is apparently now a sphere, but he can project himself into our dimension, and the sphere is somehow inside of that? What the fuck? His brain's inside the sphere. Well, that much we know. Yes, and it project his, his, what he would look like now around the sphere, like almost like a hologram. But it's physically there, though, because he, yeah, he touched Hey, holograms in Star Trek were physically, you could touch them. It just takes in a tremendous amount of energy. It's all about your force fields and all that kind of shit. <laughs> all right, man. I'm not I'm not arguing that. 
I'm just really weirded out by all of it. You need to spend some time at the Academy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Once you pass the Kobayashi Maru, it's all downhill from there. It really is. You, you'll find that real easy. The Kobayashi Maru, once you're out, out of that, the rest of the courses are just fine. You'll be captain in no time. Right, but for this loved one that goes away, comes back, can you even trust this Jody? How do you know this isn't a trick from the tall man? Like, There's so many like story points where they just start going along with whatever it is that's going on. And yeah. it's because it's getting so goddamn weird. They're at the point where they're like, well, I guess this is how we handle this now. I guess this is what life is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that one scene where like Mike's like fucking talking to the ball and Jody can talk to him and we hear Jody. So we know Mike's not crazy. Yeah. But after everything else that Reg has been through, this thing that he could talk to the ball and that the ball has Jody's voice in it. That's what Reggie gives him the side eyes. Like, yeah, right. I'm like, come on, Reggie. How much weirder does it have to get for you to like completely stop believing what's happening? Come on. Right. Come on. Don't be a dick. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the tall man does show up um, and uh, tells him, you know, it's time to come with me, boy. And the Jody ball tries to go for an attack, but he gets shorted out and almost turned black by the like uh, the, the color black by the uh, the uh, tall man. The tall man like lights him up and he gets real yeah. red hot and then burns, basically. Yeah. Reg gets knocked out and the tall man takes Mike. Red w- Reg wakes up to find the Jody ball and seeing this hallway completely destroyed by what was the gateway. Um, then he hears the Jody Ball say uh, Holtzville. So, Reg decides to head there. All cool stuff. Yes. Uh, Reg stops to get gas. He goes he gets told not to go out to Holtzville because of a toxic spill and that it's a dead town. Ooh, that uh, smells of something bad. Yeah, it's very much a don't want to go down that road. Right. Sometimes we, we dead got, is better. We got a harbinger going on where he's like, they call that camp blood. You're doomed if you go there. <laughs> Uh, going to camp blood uh so he goes anyway and he finds of course a dead town sees a lady and she's robbing the town blind she has he's a staring at her ass the entire oh, yeah. time oh. like and so were we <laughs> that's fair but reggie's kind of a sex pest in this movie it just needs to be yes sad. he is it's a little it's a little unnerving he gets a little gross in parts yeah real gross real gross it's it's not a good look for you. Yeah, it's um, uh, that doesn't hold up well with woke eyes. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, the lady has a gun. She's a little bit loopy, but he's able to take it from her. He then gets knocked out by two other guys, and they are going to gut him and bury him right outside of town. They throw him in the trunk of the muscle car and leave. And uh, that's the end of that first 20 minutes. So pretty active 20 minutes. Yeah, this one just hits the ground running and never fucking stops, which is what I love about it. This is more yeah. of a road movie than even the last one. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, uh, main differences we need to talk about the reason that they killed off the actress uh, or that character I don't think they could get the actress back so they needed a quick explanation as to what happened to her they used a life cast of a completely different actress cut out and carved up the face just enough but dressed her like that character and yeah. then had the dwarves eating her face uh, I believe the dwarf is a reused one from the previous movie that's, that's so. doing that it kind of looks like the grandmother's face which would fit for the tall man and I think that's what they were doing Yeah. Uh, the shotgun is very different different it's significantly smaller gauged shotgun barrels that yeah. are together i believe it's because reggie's firing it a lot more than just once and i believe probably. the previous the previous model was probably going to kick like a fucking mule oh they, yeah 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 they probably needed to have a special brace which is why that was only ever fired on the stairs because those were like two 
12 gauge fucking shotguns. Yeah, they were barrels, fucking huge. Yeah. This one looks more like, you know, 20 gauge or something, you know, like slightly smaller. They're smaller gauge shotguns. Um, yeah. The binding around the two shotguns is different. It's actually welded, welded in place now. Mm-hmm. And um, there's more tape around it to hold the light and things. And it's definitely slightly different. Uh, we get no flamethrower after this, thankfully. Yes. They gave us what we wanted, right? They addressed the, yeah, we they addressed the, the guns. <laughs> not the, not the flamethrower. Yeah. Uh, the sequence where he fired, where there's like a bunch of them up in the trees and he just stands below the tree and he think he just says, fuck it and fires straight up into the air. Yeah. And then like That's a great sequence, he like cleans out the whole tree, but then there's just even more than circled them again. That, that was yeah. just great. Um, <laughs> everything about that was just super enjoyable. Um, like we said, Reggie is a little bit creepy. Like the way he's staring at the lady, he's completely distracted by the fact that she's flashing her ass at him. Whereas, yeah. whereas anyone who knows anything about a post-apocalyptic world, you don't trust anybody who's just flashing their ass at you like that. It's clearly a trap. You can't. Yeah. And who also is stealing from the town. I mean, he sees her. She's a thief. <laughs> and also waves a gun around, just starts shooting it wherever they want. Also not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. You should stay as far away from this woman as possible. Yes. Yeah. Did you recognize the main thug guy that was like the shorter, smaller guy that was like in charge? Yes. He's been in a lot of stuff. This is like, this is his bread and butter. This guy is doomed yeah. to play fucking sleazebag villains for the rest of his life. Also, I wanted to say, I don't think we gave it enough, but the priest in the second movie is one of those guys. He's been in a ton of shit yes. in the same movie. Yeah. And I always felt bad because we didn't really put in that he's one of those guys because we always say that. Well, the <laughs> priest in the second movie is definitely one of those guys, and this guy is one of those guys. Do you feel like this slapstick um, kind of cornball humor is cranked up a little bit more in this one? Yes, especially Reggie. He went from kind of being a badass fucking blowing things away to kind of like a, a, a almost a bumbling type fool who's just stumbling through this whole thing is lucky to be alive it feels kind of similar to what they did with ash from yeah. Evil dead 2 to army of darkness yeah you know it's kind of similar in that that step but with reggie i think what they're trying to do is everything else is so goddamn dark they're just amping reggie up to give us some relief like, I could see that. Reggie is unfortunately made into the comic relief. And I don't mind seeing Reggie kind of being a little bumbling and silly in this, but uh, he still kicks ass. It's just like he's kind of Jack Burtoning his way into it. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Like all Jack Burton says. Yeah. Which is the one thing I probably dislike more in this one is I, I'd prefer my Reggie to not be, you know, a bumbling sex pest. Yeah. Me neither. I'd uh, prefer my Reggie to still be, you know, kind of funny at, at moments like, holy shit, you know, I'm still in this unbelievable situation. But but, you know, having, you know, more the abilities than just, you know, I'm looking through living right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kind of. Yeah. But also, I feel like um, they're trying to expand the universe out, which we're about to see in the next 20 minutes. So yeah. what, they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to have Reggie step back and bring in and expand the fighters. Uh, people are going against the tall man, right? And bring in more fighters yeah. to the to the cause. So they've did that before in part two where they tried to add whatever her name was and then, you know, she didn't work out so they just killed her off. And yeah. so we're going to see what happens with the characters we're about to be introduced next. Yes. So we start the next 20 minutes. Um, they pull up to a big house. Uh, they also have a pink hearse. Um, Fucking sweet. Yeah. The couple, they are going to go in through the front while the that one guy He's going to go in the back. Um, they see some fresh graves. They look in the front window. They see two old people. It looks like to be two old people. Well, they break in and the two old people don't move. So he shoots one, but it turns out it's a doll. We see it's a trap. As they go by the stairs, a 
clown, big clown doll or mannequin falls and has a whole tons of knives in it, but it misses. Then they see this little person wearing a doll mask and he, the kid runs, slides down, gets into the hallway with his bag, but he's caught by the other dude who came in through the back. Turns out it's just a little kid. Well, he stabs the one guy right in the leg, holding him, and then throws a tomahawk. The guy ducks, but the girl does it, and he kills her. Do you feel like this is what it must have been like to watch Home Alone on, like, 17 hits of acid? Yes. Yeah, this is this is what real Home Alone is, because if Kevin McAllister didn't result to, like, fucking murdering, then those two guys were going to kill him. So, <laughs> like, it's <laughs> these people got home... Well, and in fact, the things Kevin did should have killed those guys, but they were protected by PG armor. This is what happens when you're not protected by PG armor. You get murdered. <laughs> right? You it's, die. It's kind of cool, right? <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an R-rated Home Alone now. Well, Don Coscarelli has addressed some of that longing for you in this film. Yes, he has. He has, because that was awesome. Well, the kid runs out, and uh, then uh, they catch up with him outside in the front. The kid brings up a... Uh, a uh, frisbee and he's gonna I'll throw it and they go you know it's a frisbee we're not scared well the frisbee has razor blades he throws it it cuts one the one dude uh uh the boyfriend of the girl cuts his throat he dies the other dude goes chasing after him hobbling but he falls into a pit that's one of the graves was fake uh he's kind of screaming at the kid then we cut to Reggie in the trunk and he hears a gunshot then the kid lets Reggie out after questioning him like hey you gonna hurt me or anything he goes I'm in the trunk well, they're burying the three, and that's our next clip. These others your family? No. Your tall man got my family. These are just scavengers that tried to hurt me. Yeah. Sundown. We better get inside. What's the rush? I thought you said the tall man had moved on. Yeah, but he left these things. Call them lurkers. They only come out at night. Come on. I've been on my own since my parents died. Yeah, it must have been rough. Yeah. My father was the sheriff. He was one of the first ones taken. gone to meet the new owners of the cemetery. They found him the next morning in a ditch. Said it was a heart attack. Then they didn't cover him up right away. So I waited, and I waited. They forgot to cover him up. It's just a mistake, honey. I'm sure they'll do it tomorrow. Come on. My mom was too upset to understand what was really going on. I knew someone had murdered my father. Then we came face to face with the truth. The town went quietly after that. And I've been here ever since. Alone? Yeah. Wow. Some dark fucking shit this kid's been through. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Uh, and then they, they kind of show this, and uh, they kids uh you know dad is really creepy zombie takes his mom fucking just horrendousness all the way around yeah it was terrifying and cool and still a little bit corny 
Yeah, I agree. It was definitely corny. This <laughs> the stuff with the kid does definitely feel like an R-rated demented kids movie, but it's like so much fucking fun. I don't even care. Yeah, I don't either. I want. I wanted. I wanted more of that kid killing adults. That's just that was some fucking. <laughs> that's grade A entertainment to me, right there. That's a clip too. <laughs> Just say it, man. Kids straight up murdering adults is just nothing but fucking American fun. Flip? Probably. Anyhow, there's a ball watching them two from the outside. Uh, the next morning, um, the kid's talking about how he can drive the car and everything. His, his feet can reach the pedals. And they go outside and they see the pink curse is gone and so are the bodies. This is the scene where Reggie says, no way, kid. It took me two years to restore yeah, that. To yeah, to restore that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the kid convinces Reggie, you know, to let him come along. He's a crack shot with his dad's revolver. So, he convinces him, and, uh, they, uh, drive away. The kid finds the Jody ball while driving in the car, and a pic of Reggie's family that he lost. Well, they come across a farm, which has a lot of kids on it. Red talks to the lady who's there, and she tells him that they're all orphans from Holtzville. They just came wandering down the street. Reg gives her some money. Uh, the kid is getting some water, sees Reg giving her money and then reds drives away well the lady's looking on and we see the kid has hiding in the trunk so he even lifts the lid like it is a kid's movie and looks at her being like haha i got away um i like but what a nice lady uh taking in the orphans from up the you know from a town up yeah a nice thing to do and I, I actually like that Reggie gives her the money and then it's obvious yeah. the kid's not going to stay there. But like Reggie doesn't even think about going back to take the money and like never even crosses yeah. his mind. I no. think he would have given her the money even if she couldn't take the kid. I think ever since Mike, uh, Reggie's got a soft spot for, for kids uh, I think, who are abandoned. Well, I think there's that. And I think that also Reggie's just a generous and, and kind yeah. man. He may be yeah. a bit of a sex pest in this, but he is also, you know, the character that we've come to know and love is a generous and kind kind man and that's very he much who also, he is he's also a father so yeah he's got a soft spot in his heart for kids yeah 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 so all that kind of stuff good good times um well and also they're victims of the tall man so there's another yeah. thing that he would want to take care of them for that yeah we're all orphans to the tall man <laughs> kind of yeah yeah reg then driving pulls up to a mausoleum goes through there and he runs right into a ball but he's able to knock it out then two ladies attack him and handcuff him well the ball uh the lady kind of touches the ball it wakes up and it rams right into one of the ladies drilling out and pouring the blood out of her head well the ball then gets loose and it goes to attack the other lady but she has nunchucks but then the kid shows up out of nowhere and shoots the ball down uh we find out the lady's name is rocky and she's going to stay behind while the other two leave uh because she has other things to finish uh and that's the end of that 20 minutes rocky is so fucking badass but i love that the ball cuts right through the chain in her nunchucks and like yeah. and like she just kind of looks at it like what the fuck but then just holds the what's left of the chuck up like now nah, i'm still gonna take you on yeah I'm, I'm still gonna fuck you up and then the kid did not lie he is a crack fucking shot he hits every single shot he puts at that ball like he yeah, shoots he it does. he shoots it like against the walls and stuff it has it bouncing off of things and then while it's rebounding shoots it again it's pretty impressive shooting yeah it really is i mean i'm i was impressed <laughs> I mean, I don't believe the kid actually did that in real life. Well, of course not. But, but the I way mean, that they, saying. yeah, the way they put it together, it was believable enough and convincing. And the kid acts his fucking heart out and sells that he's that much of a badass. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Yeah, exactly. In, <laughs> everything in this film, like it's even more darker and twisted. Like that lady just lost her friend and like, she doesn't even question what those balls are. And it's like, yeah, what the right? fuck is I going mean, she on? She kind of screams her name and is sad for a minute, but then it's time to get back to work. Right. <laughs> like she just automatically 
accepts, yeah, I guess this is my reality now, like a lot easier than Reggie even. Yeah. <laughs> this, oh, Jesus. This 20 minutes does a great job of moving the story along really fast. It moves and, along, and I didn't even notice that 20 minutes had actually gone by until I looked and I was like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's how quick it went. And then it also does a great job of introducing the characters and getting you to like them right off the bat. Like, Rocky's so fucking badass right as you meet her, you can't help but be like immediately enamored with her. And yeah. the kid's annoying as shit, but he also murders adults at an alarmingly efficient rate. Yeah, the kid doesn't annoy me. That kid's somebody I want in a tight spot. That kid's gonna fucking get you out of a tight spot, man. <laughs> right. This kid was Carl before Carl was Carl. That I mean, fucking A, right. Yeah. And that kid probably you know knows how to stay in the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> That's just in the TV show. He was much worse in the comics. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Kid got everywhere. Meddling kids, their MTV rock and roll music. All right, let's move on. All right, start the next 20. Well, they let the kid drive, and uh, the ball, they're listening to it, is giving direction. The Jody ball. Well, they come across, and there's Rocky again sitting there, and that's our next clip. What's up? Well, I guess you could say we're on a search and destroy mission. You two. Yeah. We're searching for a friend, but first we got to destroy the bastard who's got him. Oh, uh, by the way, he's the guy who wiped out your hometown. Want to come along? Picture that. The three of us facing down the forces of evil. Yeah. Uh, You got something better to do? So who's this guy we're chasing? He's a very tall man from God knows where. Maybe from another planet. From another planet? He kills people. He ships their bodies back to wherever. You're pulling my leg. I wish I was. Well, that explains why everyone's checked out. I've been through four towns, all deserted. Half this county has been wiped out. Nobody's figured it out yet. So, where are we headed? East. From what I can tell, that's where he's headed. You're pretty good with those things, aren't you? The army taught me to defend myself. These just keep people from getting too close. What's next on the map? Just another small town. Bolton. Home of the Spring Apple Festival. And the largest gothic mausoleum in the western U.S. That might be worth a visit. Rocky's such a fucking badass. I don't know anyone who can't fall in love with her right off the bat. There's something wrong with them. Yeah, right. Rocky is awesome. That is a fact, Jack. So, <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, the largest gothic mausoleum. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I, that's got a tall man's calling card written all over it. Exactly. That is definitely um, the tall man's kind of business. This sort of so, thing is his bag, baby. That, that sort of thing is definitely his bag, baby. <laughs> so they go to a motel. Then Reg asks the dude who's at the motel about the town up the road. He says it's a dead town. Um, so Reg could get a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom. Or a one-bedroom or two-bedroom. He gets the one bed. And Reg tells the kid that that's all they had and he should probably sleep in the car. She She's like, nah, you should think you get cold. And Reg is shaking his head, telling the kid, nah, nah, nah. Don't, don't ruin the, don't cock me, kid. Don't ruin this for me. 
Uh, question, when does it start getting too far and gross? Not yet. When we get in the room. Answer is the minute he chose the room and didn't give them the option to have two separate rooms. Actually, you're you're right. When he got the room. I mean, he could have gotten multiple rooms. <laughs> yes. It was 25 bucks a room. He should have given her her own room, and he should have bunked with the kid. Yeah, he exactly. Sh- he should have been a fucking gentleman. That's the moment he becomes a sex pest for me is when he makes that decision. Well, he was probably a sex pest when he's just staring at that girl's ass. But <laughs> I mean, yes, but the point where it becomes too far. Yeah, no, I, you're right. I, I may look longer at someone than I probably should in public and then realize that I'm looking too long and feel terrible about it. But yeah, I'm not okay. doing this shit with the hotel room. That's definitely too no, far. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, that's not right. Plus, you know, I just met all these people. I'm, I'm fucking I'll get three rooms, motherfuckers. <laughs> Right. I don't need this shit. <laughs> right, Reg. Come on, man. This, this is too far. Yeah, this is just too messed up. Well, so uh, then uh, Reg, again, they get into the room. Reg tries to put the moves on her, and she says, no, no, no. And now Reg, she said no once. It should have been it. Reg keeps going. So then she finally pretends like she's going to relent, but then she handcuffs him to the bed and just goes to sleep while he stays handcuffed. You were in that one, Reg. <gasps> yeah, he got off light, in my opinion, because... Because this is her trying to teach him a valuable lesson without actually having to put the hurt on him. Because I yeah. feel like she very well could and easily and easily have put the hurt on him. I agree. She, she definitely could have. Okay. Mother- him, him basically approaching it like, you know, the come on baby thing. And then like rolling over and like trying to tickle her ear and touching her like he was without, you know, obviously her consent or wanting any of it. And her tolerating that. That was fucking cringy to try and watch that shit yeah it was no shit it was fucking <laughs> gross and again reg got off light i i get that in like 95 when this came out that kind of humor was somewhat okay i suppose yeah. or people didn't think of it the way that they do now but it is extremely fucking cringy and gross now, yeah it's, it really it's is the fucking worst <laughs> so and i hate that whoever made that decision made that decision because they're clearly trying to play it for comedy but it just feels gross yeah well the next day they decide you know they're they're driving around and um uh, they're kind of lost until they see two hearses driving by and they decide to follow them into a town that's pretty much dead and they see like 20 hearses parked there they are attacked by some grave robbers but they're able to escape um they camp out that night out in the middle of nowhere and he you know reg tries to hook up again and is again denied because jesus christ uh, <laughs> yeah, and again, gross. Yeah. While sleeping, uh, the Jody Orb activates. Uh, Rez dreams that he is actually having sex with Rocky while Jody is sitting there. Jody says that he needs to come with him. So they leave this cabin, and they're in this desert, which is apparently Reg's mind. It's a place where he used to come when he was a kid. Uh, they end up in the mausoleum and see the tall man, and they see Mark trapped, and he tells the tall man, he tells Mark the only way to get out is to use his brain. He leaves, and uh, Reggie saves Mark. The tall man then shows up again, and they're trying to run away, but Reggie wakes up, and he's back in his sleeping bag. Then all of a sudden, Jody opens up the doorway, and Mike gets through. The tall man is starting to come through as well, and he t- Jody reminds Reggie he knows how to close the door. So Reg puts both hands on top of the metal poles, and that closes the door, and it cuts off the tall man's hands. In the meantime, then, his hands then become little monsters, because we know his fingers become flies. 
uh, and they are able, the monsters attack, but they're able to kill the monsters. That's the end of that 20 minutes, and we're beginning to go into an action-packed final 30 minutes. Jesus Christ, you cannot even catch your breath during these sequences. They were so much action and just so much stuff. Yeah. 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 And by the time the hands get severed, the first thing I thought was, get those things and fucking burn them now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And did you notice that the mouths on the hands coming off looked an awful lot like the flies, only bigger from the hands, and they actually had parts that were similar to what the fly looked like in the first movie? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was really creepy and gross, so those things were fun, and then when it went up to, like, Reg's pant leg, and then she stabs it to get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, again, because they made Reg the comic relief, I I think, you know, they they had him being more goofy and corny, and I think him being excessively hitting on her and being shot down was supposed to be part of that, like, you know, comic relief thing. It just doesn't play well to watch it now. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The effects in all of the sequences were really, really great, and I loved um, the way that the the doorway opens, and then Jody and uh, Reggie go and rescue Michael, and then, like, somehow that ends up bringing him out. Like, this weird, like, symbolic rescue... Yeah, right. Um, just, they, all right. You're yeah, they, ready. They pull him out from wherever he was, and it's just like a bunch of weird, crazy shit all at once. And then yeah. they bring in the stuff with the hands, and you still can't quite grasp what it was that you just watched. You don't even get to catch your breath. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And Rocky's like stabbing at uh, fucking Reggie's crotch to kill the thing at the very end of all of it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but I mean, that whole sequence from when they get up in the morning to when they camp out at night, it's just fast paced because you have the grave robber attack. You have. You have so much shit going on. Yeah. And it's like really, really hard to discuss all of it. And like, I'm trying to remember various points that I want to talk about of the things that are happening. But yeah, I trying mean, to note this was fucking next to impossible. <laughs> right. It's just so much shit and it's so hard to process, but it's so much fucking fun and you just can't oh, yeah. not enjoy all of it. Watching this is a great fucking watch. I, uh, you know, not even the show I'd watch this. <laughs> And the fact that he brought back the guns and the cars just just was brilliance on his part. He listened to people. <laughs> he listened what? to his fan base. <laughs> Either that or he just intuited the things that everybody was going to latch on to from the yeah. previous movie. But yeah, I think I think he kind of got what people liked and really wanted to give him more. And that's yeah, just awesome. I agree. And he always finds a way to do it creatively and more fun, you know? Yeah. Final 30. Um. Well, they're driving, and Mark wants to actually leave the group. He says that the tall man will never stop hunting him. He's always going to be able to get him. There's nothing that we can do to stop it. Well, then, as they're driving, all of a sudden, the pink kettle or the pink hearse throws up, and all three goons are in there, and they are zombies. The lady jumps in because they have the... Uh, they're they they're gonna get ready to shoot, and they lift the roof off the muscle car to blind them. Well, the dead lady jumps in, she starts attacking them, but Mike's able to shoot her off. They run the other guys of the pink hearse run her over. They're kind of laughing until they see a rock they're heading towards, and what happened to the muscle car in the second one happens to the pink hearse in this one. They flip and it blows up. It's way more rotations and a much bigger explosion than what happens. Yes, but yeah, it was amazing. Well, they all stop, and unfortunately the muscle car blew out both front tires so they're gonna have to uh, camp out at the mausoleum tonight uh they check it out they go through everything they find there's actually a cryogenic system in there for people who are wanting to be frozen um mike then has a memory of when he saw the tall man 
and knows that the tall man doesn't like cold. He doesn't know why he never thought to mention it before. Also, why do they only show just a small proportion of that when it seemed like he really, really liked it when you watch the whole version of it in the first yeah, movie? Yeah, they change that up a bit. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think they do change it a little bit here, but... Um, what because his planet in the first one was so hot and warm. Yeah. It's almost like he liked that coolness. Right, but in this case, it's they're saying that it hurts him in yeah. some way and that it slowed him down and stopped him and almost trapped him or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they're kind of retconning it, and it's to the point where we just have to believe that that's the case. And so our original feelings about that have been decanonized and have been yes. <laughs> brushed aside in the story at this point. That was hurting him, apparently. Well, there you go. I mean, that should kind of happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're a Star Wars fan. You're used to that. I'm used to retconning I'm from Star Wars, Star Trek, Star everything. Um, that night, uh, Mike is sleeping with the Jody Sphere. Um, <laughs> it's so creepy the way you say it. Yeah, I know, right? But, I mean, that's fucking what he's doing. <laughs> there, the sphere is used communicating with Mike in his dreams, and they're yeah. doing some kind of a dream journey, which also sounds kind of weird and creepy. Y- yes. Um, uh, in the sphere actually shows him in this dream. The tall man explains some things in our next clip. What's he doing? His kind are amassing an army to conquer dimensions, worlds unknown. Dwarf creatures are the byproduct of the process, left with only a vestigial part of the cerebral cortex. They act on the instinct and impulse. He compacts the corpse, amputates the mind, and encases it. He then turns their bodies into drones and their minds into killers. So people get turned into two different things by the tall man. So we're extremely profitable to harvest for them. Yes, we are apparently just we are just the shiznati of Cincinnati for that. For compressing down into drones and then having the mind get turned into a killing, annihilating sphere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we also know now that he wants to rage war. So now it's not just they're getting like a slave class for their for their planet. It's they're actively wanting to rage war on other planets. And the best way to do that is to create more and more soldiers for themselves out of the planet's actual things, like, you know, beings that they inhabit it and sneaky harvesting them while doing it. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, cool cool story. Um <laughs> Yeah, a little little more terrified of what the tall yeah. man and his people are doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just oh boy. So Roxy and the kid they're eating and you know the kid notices that uh you know mark's still laying there with the with the jody ball um he says you know hey why don't you put some of this food in the fridge in the back to save it for the guys can we talk uh, about how they were using the crematorium to yeah. heat up the soup and the beans yep, and the beans and then also where she wanted him to store it was in a room full of bodies and the kid kind of freaked on that i also love that uh they're eating beans out of he's eating beans out of the can with a switchblade and she's eating whatever she's eating like more beans or whatever with yeah. her fucking knife yeah exactly no, no. <laughs> so much badass you telling me you though. can't find me a fork in here <laughs> do you want to eat a fork that was in a mortuary <laughs> want to eat off a fork well, now that was when in you mortuary? fucking make mention of it now i don't but i probably would have been fine if i didn't think about it <laughs> sorry to ruin that for you and demystify it thanks a lot you son of a bitch <laughs> you're welcome i'm just saying don't use the silverware at a mortuary <laughs> um 
But we see Reg is asleep, and all of a sudden he has another sex dream about Rocky, and they're, or it's not even a dream, it seems to be real, and you hear Rocky's kind of going down on Reg, and no, it's not, it's a zombie lady, she said she wanted a taste before she, you know, eat her food. Uh, we then hear a scream and a gunshot, but we don't see what happens. Rocky and the kid, they hear the gunshot, they go to check it out, they get stopped by the two dead dudes, cut back to Mike, there's gonna be so much cutting here. Mike is caught by the tall man he spends too much time there no one listens to the jody ball when they when he says <laughs> you should run don't hang out here don't be here the tall man will get you they all just like fucking kind of ignore that motherfucker i maybe start listening to him he might know what the fuck he's talking about seeing how you know he's one of the fucking spheres <laughs> also he's been dealing with this for a very long time since the 70s so he should know what the fuck is going on yeah i'm just saying what the fuck <laughs> Listen to the Jody Sphere is all we're saying, little, folks. Little, you know, when it comes to, like, if he tells the Jody Sphere is like, hey, if you don't get moving, the tall man's going to be around. I might get my ass moving. Yep. Yeah, just saying. All right. So anyway. No arguments um, here. Mike gets caught by the tall man, and then all of a sudden we see he has thousands of spheres with him. Um, Then Mike wakes up. He's on the table, but now he's strapped down, and there's the tall man with him, and he says, you have come back all the way from where you've started. So is he trying to say that's the same mausoleum from before, from the first movie? No. No. I don't. I guess I don't get what he means. Or being captured. I don't know. Uh, What he means is also part of the big reveal at the end, so that's what I'm holding on to tell you in. Oh, Okay, now I think maybe I know what you're talking about. All right, so um, we see Rocky, she fights one of the Z-dudes, and she, he kind of tosses her over the railing, and she's hanging there by her nunchucks, and he decides to leave her. The two zombies bring the kid in to the tall man. The tall man says he's going to release Mark from his body, that it's time for him to gain all this knowledge, and then he also is going to have plans for the boy, but later. Um, while he's telling Mark some things, Tim tells him not to listen to him, and Mark tells Tim that you needs to get to Reggie and tell him they have thousands of them. And then the tall man puts Mark in a trance. Uh, Reg is uh, running with Z-Lady on his fucking back. Rocky then says, hey, that's that's my buddy. And they fight each other. Uh, and he, uh, Rocky, of course, launches Z-Lady over the balcony. And she falls all the way down to the floor. Rocky doesn't want Reggie, but she'll be damned if any yeah. other woman's going to hurt him but her. Yeah, right? And that's, that's yeah, uh, I guess, I don't know. She must somehow think of him as, you know, a friend, even though he's been trying to not take you no for an answer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what kind of message we're sending here but it, it ain't good <laughs> it's definitely dated yes yes a dated a dated message here um uh tim is then he's holding the jody ball he somehow got a hold of it and it actually opens up some knives and he's able to free himself from the strap then he's running he gets caught by those two zombie dudes again uh then we see the tall man we come back to the tall man with mike and he starts to say he's gonna cut into mike's head with this device he has um then back to the kid and the two Z's and the Jody ball wakes up, cuts one Z guy, he, he like gets into his fucking head and just twists his head off. Yeah, he which, he, he flies the spikes yeah. in that are supposed to do the drilling, but then yes. just twists until he literally twists his head off the top of his body, which is amazing. And then the other guy, he looks over and there's Reg with the shotgun and he blows him away. Um, That's three, go three different shots of something being obliterated by that four barrel yeah, shotgun. I am, I am so happy right now in this <laughs> movie i'm just like this is just the best all your disappointment has been taken care of and all your grievances have been met from the previous film correct this is everything's going good for me now <laughs> this is a this is a great time um 
so the three go to save Mike. Uh, they you grab like a, a spear, for lack of a better word. They put it in the freeze juice, and then they <laughs> stab it into the tall man, which affects him. And then they s- shove him all and stick him into the freezer and close it, which fucks him up. Mike sees he's actually from his head wound, bleeding yellow. Um, then the tall man's head caves in, and it's a ball. So he's also controlled by one of these spheres. It's gold, though. It, Did you notice that? His head, yes, he has a, a very, gold. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it, those badass, like, hyper deadly gold ball that we saw in the second movie is the same type of ball that was animating the tall man's corpse yeah. apparently i don't even know if it's a tall man's corpse because there's numerous tall men maybe that's just what they like to project maybe who knows yeah um so anyway uh that one chases tim but rocky's able to save him uh the zombie girl then grabs Rocky and they're fighting, but Rocky's able to slip away right as that gold sphere goes right through the Z-Girl's head. That it's was a perfect amazing. Hole. Yeah, that, that was, was amazing. fucking awesome. It was, I love that effect. Yeah. It was so good. That was another one where they turned it sideways, like when they did the priest's ear being chopped off and they needed it to be a straight, yeah. perfect line. They basically just tilted it to where the person was laying back on a board mm-hmm. and then dropped the ball past their ear and then had the ear be ripped off that way. Yeah. Um, well, the punch the hole through it was a fake head and they had to set it up and tilt it to where they dropped it from above it and just that dropped it in a straight line. And that's how they got that perfect hole. And they had to line it up because the hole was literally just big enough to pass the ball through. So they had to get it perfect. And they did. That shot was amazing. God, yeah. I mean, just perfect. Um. So uh, then Mike is checking himself out in the mirror and he sees a metal underneath his head wound that looked gold to me but it looks like it's part yeah. of the sphere and it looked gold yeah but i didn't know if it was gold or if it was because the yellow blood was caked all over it right is it silver caked with yellow blood or is it actually yeah. gold because his eyes well we'll see never mind yeah i mean i don't even know about his eyes either because you're right about it. i don't know what exactly color they are but okay we'll get there um reg uh then he's getting chased by the tall man orb and he gets a plunger out and is able to to get a hold of the it. the other two help him from keep to keep control the orb in there and they throw it in the cryo pit mike then shows up and he has these metal eyes and he says he needs to leave uh now yeah they're either gold or they're metal i couldn't tell yeah they're either gold covered in that uh weird yellow viscous fluid stuff yeah. or they are actually gold i you know like the the gold sphere that's the tall man he reg follows mike out to the graveyard and uh, mike says please leave him alone he's dangerous he leaves Jody follows, and that leads to our final clip. Jody, hey, wait, what the what the hell's happening here? Reg, don't believe everything you see. What the hell's that supposed to mean? Seeing is easy. Understanding, well, takes a little more time. Be patient, Reg. We'll be in touch. Relax, it's just me. Sorry about your friends. Yeah. Well, it's not over yet. I say we go back inside and search this place and find out what Look, I've why. had enough. It's nice knowing you boys, but this kicking zombie ass just ain't my gig. I'm out of here now. Rocks. I'm gonna miss you. Enough of that. Hey, you know, we made a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, keep your balls in the air, Rich.
I love how when he's hugging her in that sequence and he starts hugging her for too long, she pushes him away and said, okay, enough of that. None of that. No more, no more of this mushy stuff. So, uh, the two go back inside. The, the kid's telling Reg how Mike was saying that she should tell him that there are thousands of them. Um, as they're looking around, we look up at the ceiling and there are a thousand orbs up there. Um, the kid then goes see and he sees the cryo chamber's been tipped over. As he come out to tell Reg, Reg is now covered in balls. <laughs> clip um then we see uh he then reg tells the kid to run get out of there it's over kids getting ready to shoot the tall man comes out says it's never over then a zombie grabs the kid from a window and pulls him through roll creds God damn, man. That sequence where Reg is pinned to the wall by all those yeah. spheres is really oh. horrifying. Because you're like, man, yeah. when they're going to start cutting and drilling any second. <laughs> and this, technically, this is the part I remember always seeing. Oh, where is Reg is pinned Reg to the wall. Reg covered in all the orbs. And this kid has a gun. This old man comes out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is amazing. And then this zombie grabs the kid. And I didn't know where I was at in the movie. I didn't know it was the end of the movie. And then it goes to the credits. And I went, holy fuck. <laughs> That's the most incredible ending of a movie I've ever seen. I, I, and I never got to see it again until now. <laughs> I never could find it again. It was almost like Showtime decided to say, fuck it, we're done. That was the last run. <laughs> so come on along till the mystery is solved. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. For Phantasm 3. <laughs> but it was amazing. It really got, I was like, holy fuck, I, what was that? Holy shit. <laughs> well, that explains why you got so excited to, you know, finally go through the Phantasm movies because you yeah. were called this and you were pretty I sure it was knew. a phantasm movie and you were going to find yeah. out which one it was and also i was always intrigued i mean i know we've always talked about this and with a lot of different famous movies box art the box art in the video store it's always intrigued by phantasm box art so okay you got an old creepy dude and uh, a metal ball that looks like you can drill through people what the fuck is this guy's story <laughs> yeah. why is he so pissed off there's a lot of iconic shots with the tall man in this angus yeah. shrimp you could tell that maybe he wasn't as um you know like maybe he's getting up in years and maybe he's getting a little more frail because there's a lot of sequences where he's sitting down and yeah. like staring at the sphere and him looking into the sphere and his reflection is fucking cool i get some mc escher vibes from those shots and then the stuff where he's in the chair surrounded by the candles in that giant gothic room that looks like a giant open mausoleum that's yeah it's just him and he's staring at the ball and then messing with the brain that's inside of it and then you know again showing the various reflections of the room and you can see the candles and things in the sphere all of that stuff is really gorgeously shot and very cool and they took their time and it's a great way to just cut to show that you know the tall man still knows what's going on and you could yes. show literally anything else and still bring angus shrimp into it um when he, it's time to get physical angus shrimp still very much does get physical but there's a few things in here when he's tossing people around where you can kind of tell that angus isn't really doing like you know like holding on or doing anything like hard and i'm starting to wonder you know how his health is watching it because i know that like you know he's getting up in years by this point yeah but it's only just because i'm really paying attention to that kind of stuff for review eyes that i even notice that stuff i mean just watching the film just to watch it i just totally get suckered into the adventure and Me i too. i totally believe that 
those razor blades would make one even complete cut from a uh, a frisbee being tossed like that like and somehow yeah. this kid knows how to throw a frisbee like a boomerang where it comes back to him yeah exactly <laughs> like i i don't i don't even care it's just so much fun <laughs> i just don't even give a shit like and i i just totally keep pressing the i believe button because i'm just having sheer a moments of joy through the yeah. entirety of the film all the sh- all the all the shotgun effects like like you when i watched two i was like god damn it i feel so disappointed it only gets fired once and then when yeah. i watched three by the time he shoots like a whole shitload of the evil fucking dwarf characters that are the shrunk down human beings from that process by the time he kills that entire tree with like a full-fledged like all four barrel shot by the time that happens yeah. i was totally satisfied i'm like yeah i'm good this was awesome that's just exactly what i needed you know yeah no i agree exactly yeah and fucking rocky is a great addition i there are times when i'm really annoyed by the kid and then there are times that i'm not this last time i didn't really have a problem with it at all with him at all um i think i had an issue with him being a little too kevin McAllister, but like maybe but like at the same time now that i'm a little older and i watch it i'm like no this is what it would really be like and this is kind of a little bit of a commentary on those movies but in a fun way and i'm digging it you know yeah i think i just missed the point in 95 or 96 when i finally saw this you know yeah it was good stuff, though. I mean, and he fucking, I mean, he killed adults. I mean, you don't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he takes on the adult fucking criminals. The hatchet to the head is the best. That is. I mean, just, I was so not expecting it. <laughs> what is, when did you see a little kid, like, who's supposed to be the protagonist kill the adults? And you're like, wait, what? Would <laughs> it embedded in her head? Because I thought it just hit the wall. And that somehow Reg would get out and save the kid. When it went into her head, I was like, holy fuck, he just killed the lady. She's dead as fuck. I think that's the reaction they exactly wanted out of you, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then the frisbee with the razor blades was like, holy shit, this kid is fucking hardcore. This is so far... Uh, you know, something that we've gone through multiple movies of the same thing since the since uh, uh, the Romero series, where I'm now through three of these things, and I've I, I, I've liked all three, which which is the same way the Romero series started. So I've pretty <laughs> three much three. what you're saying is I've already proven from what you've seen with this film my hypothesis about how the budgets get lower, but the films get more entertaining and more out there. Yeah, unlike the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? And they get. He's actually get better and more entertaining. You know, they keep yeah. adding elements to him that are more fun. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah. No, you did not lie. Like I said, this is the halfway point when we finished this one. We are now rounding out and finishing out the series. We had, what was it? Seven, I think, or eight Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. So yeah. we would be up to the remake by now, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Where it was just. Uh. Yeah. To be about the halfway point, give or take. And Listen, everything after two was really stopped being enjoyable. <laughs> I stopped. Still like parts of three, but I can totally see why you didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no matter how much more money they kept throwing at that series, it doesn't go anywhere near as much fun and enjoyable as this series does. And it keeps expanding the world out and they keep telling more crazy fucking stories to make yeah. up for the lower budgets. And you don't even care like no. how implausible any of this stuff possibly is because it is so much goddamn fun that you just go with it because the characters are going with it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, fucking loved it. But the more you think about it, like Another complaint that I always have is if you're going to set up rules in your world as to what can and can't be done, always stick to those rules. But what Coscarelli yeah. does that's so fucking brilliant is you literally can't trust your own 
memory, your own thoughts on reality, or anything that you may have seen in the other films, because the tall man changes reality at his various whims. Yeah. So the yeah, o- he's just like, whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. The only rule he really needs to hold fast to is what makes the fans happy to be shown in a movie. Otherwise, he can completely change the way the continuity goes or anything, or go back and tell you a different story from something that you saw, you know, in the past, and just completely change it and make you believe the house exploded at the end of the first one. Right. <laughs> and make you believe that the the proper Michael was the proper Michael all the way through the second one. The whole one. time, yeah. Right. <laughs> he so brilliantly does that stuff, and it's so much fucking fun. And I, I do, I absolutely adore this series. And again, I may have watched one and two, like, way more than I possibly should, but uh, I definitely am going to start watching three a lot more and just going straight to three. Because <laughs> I mean, I, three is so much fun. Yeah, this one is probably the candidate for my favorite one from what I can remember. Yeah. And the thing that made me think the second one was my favorite one is there are parts in two that are similar to things that happen in part three and so like two and three amalgamated together is like all of my favorite kills i think oh yeah i got you yeah and i think that's why i always confuse the two of them but I, i'm i'm definitely leaning more towards three now that i've watched three is three this is the one i definitely enjoy the most at least if it's not my favorite yeah <laughs> yeah i had a lot of fun watching this movie it's a fun movie to watch it the the it's an hour and a half and you're you're done with it and you're like holy shit that's that was a fast movie i mean it feels fast it runs efficient it's great stuff all right well we got we got some feedback to do so uh is there anything else you have to say about uh, phantasm 3 on this one or i got nothing (laughs) so much fucking fun such a blast so much fun yeah yeah (laughs) but we can't keep fucking filleting it we gotta move on yeah yeah i know jesus christ are you having trouble keeping up with the ebbs and flows of modern geekery is the real world holding you back from knowing what is happening in the geeky world? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends, gaming group, and loved ones, Geek Radio Daily presents daily informational sessions brought to you by the wonderful Billy Flynn, the Flynnstress, and podcasting's Rich Siegfried. They contain such helpful segments as history, geek birthdays, box office results, the latest in DVD and Blu-ray, video game and comic releases. Why, they also have a Sweekly show hosted by the wonderful Billy Flynn and the Flynnstress, which includes interviews and commentary. And to make sure you are informed, Geek Radio Daily also provides you with your daily dose of geek news to make sure you know more than that jerk know-it-all Steve. Visit us at geekradiodaily.com. That's right, Geek Radio Daily. All the geek without the weight. Now available in fine Corinthian leather.
so yes, that is the ending for part two, but they also once again reused it in part three, so it's fine to reuse it here. Of course. <laughs> Hopefully no one really gets tired of hearing it. <laughs> I don't think they will. Yeah, I would hope not, because if you do, you're probably not going to enjoy the next two movies that we cover either, because I think it might be used in that. I can't believe we still have two more. <laughs> I know, I can't fucking wait, man. But we don't have time to discuss those two movies right now. We only have enough time for incoming all right, so we have two pieces of feedback this week. The first one came in written form from Matthew Tangent. Now, Matthew is the uh, proprietor of the Bad, the Weird, and the Cheesy podcast, and this is what he writes to us. Six years now. Wow. Big explanation point there. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole lot of shenanigans. I'm pretty sure the show was just starting out when I found it, and I have to say I love how it's evolved over time, yet kept the same great sense of humor. Hats off to Matt and Court for keeping it fresh and entertaining for so long looking forward to six more years oh man don't put that evil voodoo on me matthew oh my god six more years <laughs> so outside the cinema made like fucking 13, 14 years now they've been doing this for 14 years and we've only been doing it for six so when he says six more years he's cursing us to like outside the cinema levels of podcasting jesus christ <laughs> but in all seriousness thank you very much for fe- reaching out to us with that feedback matthew that was uh, very kind and very sweet and at least someone out there thinks that we have the same great sense of humor which is the yeah. same terrible sense of humor we've always had. We, we haven't grown at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have, but like not in any like meaningful way that people would be able to register. No, I mean, we, I grew out. I, just... <laughs> I, uh, I grew in. I shrunk. Yeah, I, yeah I, you shrunk. <laughs> You've become less of a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've lost the equivalent of like two or three Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I mean, you're just you're just not as much of a person as you used to be. You don't count. <laughs> My density has bought me to you. <laughs> All right, so Heather Powell has reached out to us. Heather is from uh, the Friday Nightmares podcast. Oh. And this is what she had to say in audio form. Oh, my goodness. Could it really be six years of podcasting genius? Uh, well, no. it absolutely is. Whoa. Congratulations, Court and Matt. It's Heather coming to you from the Friday Nightmares podcast. I just wanted to say congrats on making it six years as podcasting partners. Like real talk here. I don't know if I could handle Scott for another three months, let alone six years. And you guys just keep bringing (laughs) it all the time, every week, different knowledge, different jokes, but the same awesome personalities that you both have. I really hope I get a chance to work with angry court psyops one day. Um, That's my goal because I've become as equally angry as court is about like everything so hopefully we will get to work together and matt it would be a pleasure to work with you as well enjoy phantasm three bye (laughs) all right so if heather is actually hearing those things in our show like all those wonderful and positive things well good on her yeah Um, we're 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 not there but (laughs) i'm a little stunned that someone would feel that way about our show but at the same time hallucinating up her ass (laughs) oh no 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 I, you know, I'm grateful that people actually do enjoy the show that much. And that yeah, was, that was wonderful too. ego grinding feedback, but podcasting yeah. genius. I, I, I maybe, uh, you said it. So we'll, we'll say Heather Powell says podcasting Heather genius. Heather Powell says podcasting genius. 
<laughs> and she has said that she'd like to work with angry court psyops before and yeah um that's supposed to be working out on the psychosomatic podcast at some point there, there you go yeah but as far as working with matt heather if you listen to the show you would know that it takes six months yeah. for matt to respond at all so i would probably abandon all hope on getting matt to work with you in any way shape or form he's a fucking diva i mean i'm, I'm not a diva just, you said last week that you're a diva because all oh, you do yeah. is completely check out. So you <laughs> yeah, are therefore a diva. I have the diva. Check- yeah, I just completely check out. So. <laughs> right. It's hard enough just getting you to do the bare minimum to keep you on this show. <laughs> Listen, I I have a I, I have a massage appointment, so I gotta go. <laughs> but in all seriousness, both to Matthew and Heather, thank you so much yeah. for that very kind thank of generous feedback. So that, that was amazing, and uh, that leaves two more weeks if we can get uh, just little pieces of feedback and congratulatory yeah. messages. We'll be able to close out the year with them, and that'll be awesome. Hell yeah! But the only thing we're worried yeah. about closing out right now is this show. Well. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like. Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. So that particular passage of music is from the sequence where the tall man's out on the street and I think he gets frozen by the ice cream. Oh, okay. Or we're supposed to believe frozen because it causes him pain, you know, in, as of in this even film. Though, even though he looked like he enjoyed it. Right. Maybe he's some sort of machinist. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case or not or if they're retconning it or what's going on, but it's definitely been changed now that the cold hurts him. And since that was the sequence that they flashed back to, I decided to use that to close out the show and to get this uh, show housekeeping going. Yeah. 
All right. So if you'd like to all find right. all the other instances where I may have actually said the word show housekeeping as part of the show housekeeping, you can check that at legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. That is our main landing and or launching page. There are 309 previous possible examples of when I said show housekeeping during the show housekeeping. It's more than one, but less than 307. <laughs> Well, considering that we only have 310 episodes counting, this one is certainly less than 370. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm giving them a fucking something to work with. Well, another thing that you can actually work with is our meme repository of Instagram, oh, cinema underscore psyops. The memes are like lifeblood. <laughs> the memes are our silver balls. <laughs> yes, because it definitely gets everywhere you don't want it to on your Facebook groups, and I just keep <laughs> sharing and sharing and sharing. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it drills into your head. And pours out the liquid goo. Cinema Psyops has one of those Facebook groups, which is aptly named Cinema Psyops there. <laughs> I'm also on Facebook aptly named Discord Psyops. <laughs> Matt is never on fucking anything social, but he exists in a form that is known as Matt Psyop on Facebook. I'm like, like, I'm like the Jody Ball. Like, I, I, you can't really touch me because I, I, I haven't generated enough power yet. You can also email feedback to Matt, psyopmat at gmail.com, and never expect a fucking response back ever. Jesus Christ, man. I tell you, you're still on me about this. I wasn't uh, last week because I said I wasn't going to be, but now I'm just going to constantly guilt trip you for it forever. I, I, you know it what? reflects gonna, badly on the show, Matt. I'm going to tell you something. You're starting to make me feel bad. <laughs> You can email feedback to court, cinemasyopscourt at gmail.com. Let them know that Matt's a lost cause and a completely heartless piece of shit. Hey, hey, hey. Piece of shit, really? <laughs> you can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shitfest torn porn bot heaven that is known as Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop there, and he is at psyop Matt. But once again, he won't respond to shit, not even when you try to slide into his DMs with some shots of vag. I mean... I'm too busy responding to all the porn bots. Well, while you're out there busy responding to all the porn bots, don't forget to kick the fuck <laughs> out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. coming through i don't hear you do you hear me uh let me call you back i'm gonna try skype settings on my side
Hello, hello? Hey, fucking Skype settings again. They just uh, changed. Yeah, because I was like, mine are right. <laughs> yeah, that's why when I was talking to you, I'm like, you can probably hear me, but I can't hear him. That's why I was like, let me do my settings and call you back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Uh, like, if, sometimes it updates, and then, like, the following week, then the settings are fucked for some reason. Of course. It's the way it is. And I'm recording. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. All right, we got two pieces of feedback for this week, so we only have two awesome. more weeks to go. If we can keep this streak going until we close out the end of the year, that'd be awesome. That'd be great, yeah. Oh, man. How's your day going? Oh, not too bad. I still got more stuff to do. I got to try and get this edited and um, have the pirate radio edit done by this-ish time tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so that, because Bo has to, uh, he's taken off and he's, he's going on vacation and, you know. Oh, yeah. And if I want to get the pirate radio edit out before he splits, you know, and not have everybody wait till he comes back, then I got to get it yeah. out like two and yeah. by tomorrow night. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't matter because it, it'll, it'll, it'll either work or it won't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Your waveform's looking okay? Uh, yeah, everything's looking good. All right. Uh, just because things got fucked up, you hear this too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure do. All right. Well, let's fucking go then. Let's fucking go. All right. Phantasm 3. Lord of the Dead. You forgot First the colon. 20 minutes. What? Oh, fuck. I forgot the colon. the colon. You don't talk about the colon, okay? <laughs> Unless it's super colon blow. The, the over talk about this colon. Give me an R-rated Home Alone now. Now a Home Alone. But all those all, all that shit seriously maims these. All the thieves. <laughs> like, kills them. Awesome. And then, and then the Kevin McAllister character just buries them in, like, a fucking shallow grave somewhere else. And then his parents come home and nobody knows anything happened. <laughs> The old, until, the, until, the, old, the old man with the shoveling skills helps him and helps throw us yeah. down some quick lime and salt. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. That guy really did kill his family, but it's because they were, like, robbing him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's stop rewriting Home Alone for an R audience on, and do the on. review. The, just at the very end, uh, at the very end is Buzz opens up a door and <laughs> lets go another trap that Kevin forgot about killing Buzz. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make that movie. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I didn't know you had all this Home Alone fan fiction pent up inside you, my friend. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest, I didn't either. <laughs> it just started coming out. I'm, oh my God, this would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don Coscarelli has addressed some of that longing for you in this film. Yes, he has. He has, because that was awesome. Um, so... No, I didn't even lose my place. I was going to say something. Now it just fucking left. <laughs> I hate that shit. I know. Busy responding to all the porn bots. Don't forget to kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. Oh Jesus, that's all I had. Uh, that's, I mean, I think that's that's the perfect way to end it. I have stopped recording.